0: Hello and welcome to Cool Canadian History. I'm your host, David Boris. Today, season 2, episode 8, Canada's House Band: A History of the Tragically Hip. As I speak, there is probably not a person in Canada who has not been made aware of the diagnosis of terminal brain cancer on legendary frontman Gord Downey, the frontman for the epic Canadian rock band The Tragically Hip. With that in mind, it's important to understand that part of what makes this country great is our culture. And The Tragically Hip are certainly an iconic part of modern Canadian culture and modern Canadian rock music. Thus, it is both cool and noteworthy to go back and take a look at the history of The Tragically Hip. A reminder though, You can find us on a number of different platforms. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on SoundCloud just by searching Cool Canadian History. You can find me on Twitter. That's at DocBoris, at D-O-C-B-O-R-Y-S. And of course, you can always check out our website, www.coolcanadianhistory.com. And it's on that website. At the very bottom, there's a little tab. You can click on it, and it's a donations tab courtesy of PayPal. Every donation you give to us allows us to continue to bring you this podcast. Now, the Tragically Hip were originally formed in 1984 in the city of Kingston, Ontario. You had Gord Sinclair on bass, Rob Baker on guitar, Johnny Fay on the drums, and Gord Downey as the frontman lead vocalist. Now, Sinclair and Baker were actually students at Kingston Collegiate, and had actually played together in a different group called the Rodents. The original lineup actually included a saxophonist named Davis Manning, but he left in 1986, and it was that same year that guitarist Paul Langlois joined as well. He would be the second guitarist in the band. Now, it has long been said that the band got their name from a skit in a Michael Nesmith movie called Elephant Parts, though Gord Downey did once say they also heard it in an Elvis Costello song as well. Now, the band began by gigging around Kingston, most notably at a Queen's University pub called Elfie's, and within a few years were gigging all around Ontario. It was in late 1986 that then-president of MCA Records, Bruce Dickinson, signed the band after being particularly impressed with their performance at the famous Horseshoe Tavern in Toronto. Their first EP, which was self-titled, came out shortly after, in January of 1987. It produced two singles, Small Town Bring Down and Highway Girl. Now, it was in 1989, though, that the band really emerged onto the scene with its first full-length album, titled Up To Here. This included the massively well-known singles Blow It High Doe, 38 Years Old, Boots or Hearts, and of course, New Orleans is Sinking. All right. My memory is muddy, what's this river that I'm in? New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim. Now, New Orleans is sinking has since become one of the most iconic songs in the band's repertoire. It actually peaked at only number 30 on the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock charts, while interestingly enough, finished lower than the other singles from the same album on the RPM Canadian Singles chart. Thirty-eight years old, another single from the album was a fictionalized interpretation of a real-life escape of 14 inmates from Millhaven Institution, a jail that is actually in the band's hometown of Kingston, Ontario. All the singles released from this album went on to receive heavy rotation across Canadian rock radio while struggling to break into the U.S. rock radio market. Incredibly, on July 7, 1989, at O'Kays Corral in Madison, Wisconsin, The hip actually headlined a show where their opening act was none other than the famous grunge rock band Nirvana. In fact, the song Don't Wake Daddy from their later album Trouble in the Hen House gives a small salute to Kurt Cobain. Now in 1991, the band followed up with its next full-length album Road Apples, The title of this album was actually an inside joke directed at MCA U.S., so the the U.S. label of MCA, who kept complaining about the fact that the hit had too many inside jokes about Canada. Now, the term Road Apples was actually slang for horse manure, uh, but in Los Angeles, the label had assumed it meant songs written while on the road. Now, from this album, three singles were released to radio, Little Bones, Twist My Arm, and Three Pistols. The album itself went to number one on the Canadian record charts. By now, the band was in full flight as one of Canada's hottest rock bands, though they still struggled to crack the U.S. market, a struggle that would frankly persist for most of the band's career. In 1992, The Hip released their third full-length album, The Absolute Monster, known as Fully Completely. This album was once described as a trippy Canadiana dream nightmare as it heavily centered on themes of Canadian icons and history, could easily be the theme album for this podcast of cool Canadian history. Now, six singles were released from this album, including Locked in the Trunk of a Car, at the 100th Meridian, 50 Mission Cap, Looking for a Place to Happen, Fully, Completely, and Courage. 50 Mission Cap was a tribute to Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman Bill Barilko, who had died shortly after the Leafs won their last Stanley Cup, Locked in the Trunk of a Car references the kidnapping and murder of Quebec cabinet minister Pierre Laporte during the FLQ crisis. The single Courage charted exceptionally well, hitting number 16 on the U.S. Billboard mainstream and modern rock tracks, while also being nominated for a Juno for Single of the Year. Interestingly, a non-single off this album, yet an extremely popular song known as Wheat Kings, referenced the wrongful imprisonment, an eventual release of Canadian David Milgard. Sundown in the Paris of the Prairies. We kings of all treasures we, yeah, kings and this album was so popular that in January of 2007, it went on to be certified as Diamond. That means one million copies sold, a feat that in fact the Tragically Hip would match once again with their other monster album up to here. This was also the only album of the Tragically Hips to be released in Japan. Now in 1994, the band released their next album to massive critical acclaim. This album was called Day for Night. The album was their first one to debut at number one on the Canadian Albums chart. It would be nominated for Best Selling Album of the Year at the Junos. In fact, it lost out to none other than Celine Dion and her album Color of My Love. Six singles were sent to radio from this album. This included Grace 2, Greasy Jungle, Nautical Disaster, So Hard Done By, Scared, and Thugs. It was while touring for this album that The Hip were asked to perform on Saturday Night Live. This was due to extensive lobbying by SNL cast member and fellow Kingstonite Dan Aykroyd. Thus, on March twenty fifth, 1995, the hit performed on an episode that was hosted by John Goodman. They were, in fact, introduced by Dan Aykroyd. They performed The Dark and Moody, Grace 2, and Nautical Disaster. In 1996, the band released its next album, known as Trouble at the Hen House, producing five singles, uh, Springtime in Vienna, Butts Wiggling, Flamenco, 700 Foot Ceiling, and Ahead by a Century. Now, the single, Butts Wiggling, appeared on the Kids in the Hall movie, Brain Candy. The album itself once again debuted at number one on the Canadian Albums chart, and it would go on to win the 1997 Juno Award for Album of the Year. The band quickly followed up this album with their 1998 full-length album, the seventh in their catalog, known as Phantom Power. This album produced five singles. One of my personal favorites, a song called Poets, One called Something On, another called Fireworks, one called Escape is at Hand for the Traveling Man, and Bob Cajun. It was in Bob Cajun, I saw the constellations reveal themselves one star. Now, the album Phantom Power would go on to win the 1999 Juno for Best Rock Album. The song Bob Cajun would go on to win the 2000 Juno for Single of the Year. Now, Bob Cajun certainly fits within the tragically hip Canadiana theme. Bob Cajun is the name of a town about 160 kilometers northeast of Toronto. The song also references, in a rather obscure way, the Christie-Pitts riot of 1933, which arose between anti-Semitic swastika clubs and Toronto's Jewish community. Gord Downey has also referred to the song as a, quote, love story about a couple of gay cops that fall in love, one lives in the city, and the other lives in the country, end quote. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Now, there's a couple of other songs that are worth noting on the album. The song Escape is at Hand for the Traveling Man is actually a tribute to Jim Ellison of the band Material Issue. And the band recorded the single Something On while trapped in the studio during the ice storms of 1998. Now, that same year, 1998, the band composed an original score for Canadian figure skating champion Kurt Browning. This was called Antares. Now, in February of the next year, 1999, the Hip were the first band to ever play in the brand new Air Canada Centre in Toronto. That very same year, the band performed at the relatively poorly done reincarnation of the Woodstock Music Festival. The band, in fact, sang the Canadian National Anthem on stage and were shouted down, booed, and had bottles thrown at them as the crowd sang back with the Star Spangled Banner. 2000 saw the band release their next album, Music at Work, which would win the 2001 Juno for Best Rock album. In 2002, they released the album In Violent Light. The video for one of the album's singles, called The Darkest One, starred both The Hip and the main characters from the Trailer Park Boys and Canadian hockey icon Don Cherry. Gord Downey has actually appeared on the show Trailer Park Boys on two different occasions. Now, 2002 was a unique year for The Hip as they made a well-noted cameo in the Paul Gross film Men with Brooms. They were playing a curling team representing their hometown of Kingston. And even more notable that year, they played two songs, It's a Good Life, If You Don't Weaken, and My Favorite Poets, for Queen Elizabeth II when she visited the country. By this point, there is no doubt, the hip had cemented themselves as one of Canada's most iconic bands. They released another album in 2004 called In Between Evolution, that same year, The Hip made a cameo appearance on Corner Gas, the popular Canadian comedy show, where they played an unnamed local band performing in Brent's garage. In the show, the band can be seen rehearsing one of their songs off the album In Between Evolution before being asked to leave by the main characters, though they were told to leave their amps behind. Later that same year, The Hip performed as the halftime band for the 92nd Grey Cup at Frank Clair Stadium in Ottawa. Interestingly... In 2005, the song New Orleans is Sinking suddenly found new cultural momentum with Hurricane Katrina and the flooding of New Orleans. Now, some stations stopped spinning the single out of sensitivity to the victims of the hurricane, but the song received considerable attention both in the U.S. and Canada. It was in April of that same year, 2005, that the hip were inducted into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Just to give you a sense of how incredible this achievement was, they made it into the hall ahead of Brian Adams, Katie Lang, BTO, Burton Cummings, April Wine, and Loverboy, all artists and bands that had been performing longer than the Tragically Hip. In 2006, the band began working with legendary producer Bob Rock and released their album World Container. They went back in the studio with Bob Rock again to produce their follow-up album in 2009 called We Are The Same, in 2010, the Hip were forever immortalized amongst the youth when the song Blow It High Dough was added to the catalog for the video game Rock Band. But I can get behind, anything. Yeah, I can get behind anything. In 2012, the Tragically Hip released their 13th studio album, called Now for Plan Z. It was, of course, in May 2016 that the biggest news in the band's history dropped. Fans and non-fans all over Canada and parts of the United States were stunned with the news that Gord Downey had been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Despite this condition, the band announced it would still tour, as originally planned, that summer to promote its newest album, Man Machine Poem. The final concert of this tour was an epic homage to the hip's cultural importance to this country when they played at the K-Rock Centre in Kingston on August 20, 2016. In attendance at this concert was none other than Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The concert itself was aired by the CBC across the nation and was watched by 11.7 million people. Something like one-third of the entire population of this country watched that concert. The Tragically Hip are no doubt one of Canada's most important cultural institutions. They have won a combined total of 13 Juno Awards, have a star on the Canada Walk of Fame, and were even on a Canada postage stamp in 2013. Though major U.S. fame eluded them, they found some moderate success amongst the U.S. states bordering Canada, and have certainly become one of the most well-known Canadian rock acts of all time. What the future holds for this band is uncertain, but we all wish Gord Downie the best in his battle against cancer, and in his campaign to bring attention to Canada's dark past in regards to residential schools. Without the swaggering, multi-expression, movement-oriented poet that is Gord Downie, it would be hard to see the hip continue on. Regardless, they have cemented themselves as a mainstay in Canada's cultural fabric and are certainly Canada's one and only house band. A reminder, you can find us on iTunes, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on SoundCloud, and you can find us at our website, www.coolcanadianhistory.com, and of course you can find me on Twitter, at DocBoris, that's at D-O-C-B-O-R-Y-S. I want to thank you for listening, For Cool Canadian History, I'm David Boris, take care.